say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, like, his dick was literally, like, the size, the size, like, the width of a Coke can. Like, it was insane. And so we just called him Cocaine Dick is what his nickname was, basically. You know, actually, on my date yesterday, he asked how many dates I've been on in Nashville. And I was like, I'm about to sound like a hoe. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Dating Kind of Sucks podcast. I'm Sarah, and I'm also here with my co-host, Adam Evitable. This week, we are talking about how to manage the physical aspect of the relationship in regards to sex and performance issues in the bedroom. How do you have those difficult conversations with your partner, and what is okay to say about you and your partner's sex life outside of the relationship? Also, we'll recap what's been going on with both of our dating lives since we last checked in with you guys and answer some questions you have sent in regarding today's episode topic. It has been an off week. Last week, we kind of had a little mishap with everything, so I don't know what we want to get into first. Let's do dates. I know we're going to do talk about the vibrator, my new vibrator too. What do you want to start with first, Adam? Well, um, I'm going to first of all apologize if I'm not 100% on, uh, up to it today. I'm not going to do my best, but I have, a, uh, I have a sore throat and a man cold. And so you know how pathetic that is. I've just been oh, laying in bed, rocking back and forth. Yeah, just, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about a cold that just makes men just become such pathetic people. But I am pathetic right now. Um, let's, uh, let's start. I think we should start with the squish. I think we should start with your review of that. And then we'll talk about actual dates, not, not a date with, the, with your sex toy. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, good. well, why not? Why don't we start with this? Let's talk about that first. And I know there's some people that were kind of eager to, to hear what you thought about it. I mean, a $100 uh, sex toy is a, is a little bit of an investment. So, you know, is it an investment? now? And now you've had an extra week to use it. So maybe you've also got some, uh, you know, some good good reactions to it. Right. Um, so when we were planning on talking last week, I had only used it once. So it's been a week. So I have had a little bit more time to um, break it in, I guess is the right terminology there. But I do want to recap that when it came in the package, the packaging was fantastic. I had, um, I don't even remember anymore because I threw away the packaging, but it was like, um, open me now, play with me. And it just was very catchy and pretty cute packaging, which I appreciated. And it had, you know, some instructions on how to use it. Um, they do have a recording thing so you can record the vibrations and then go back to those vibrations if you want to use that same pattern or whatever. Um, I will say though (laughs) that it is shaped kind of like a beauty blender and it's like an egg shaped thing. You can, well, I'll say that it's going to hurt a lot when I have sex for the first time in like seven months because it's a little it's a little wide. If you were to take your middle finger to your thumb and make a circle, that's about like how wide it is. So you can insert it. It is more for, I don't know. I mean, you could use it however. Like the manual says you can use it for like nipple stimulation or whatever you prefer, but I like it so far. I've tried it out in a couple different ways and I think it was a good investment and I think it's a better investment than the dates I've been going on. So I'm not hating on it by any means. Well, and I will just say that probably if you don't have hands as big as I do, because if I put my middle finger to my thumb, um, that is a giant, by the way. I just I just want to point that out. <laughs> Maybe your hands are a little oh, bit smaller. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> because like that's like a Coke can size, um, essentially. Um, yeah, and I don't think like, that's – so it's not quite that obviously big. Obviously bigger than a quarter. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Uh, no, no, that's that's fine. I just had to point that out. That when you said that, I'm like sitting here doing that. I'm like, holy shit, that's huge! Like that's just that's that's a goat. <laughs> it's like sitting on a bar stool. Um, so did you? Did, let me ask. Did you, did you try it on your nipples? Yes, I did. Okay, that's did, not like my thing though. Like yeah. it's never really been a thing for me. So I'm like, okay, cool. Tried it out. Check mark on like the list of things to try that was in the manual because I'm that type of person. I guess <laughs> right. I don't know. But... <laughs> like you, you find, but, a, yeah, you find so... like a, a BuzzFeed article of top three things to do with a squish, and you're like, I got to do all three of these things now. <laughs> Check it off my bucket list. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. So, <laughs> so far no. so good. I suggest I. It is kind of pricey. I. If you if it's outside of your price range, they do have another one that's around seventeen dollars, um, which is like a little thinner and still has the vibrations. It doesn't have like the recording properties, and it's from Unbound, which is the brand that makes the squish vibrator. So if you're interested in looking at that one, that's another option that's a little cheaper. So, and I want to ask you about the recording. So the goal with this is that you can set it to record so you see what vibrations and what like escalation of vibrations work best for you to like have an orgasm. Is that right? And then you can save that and then play that back later so you don't have to try to fiddle with it? Well, it's more like, okay, so like on the side parts, because it's called the squish, like on the sides of the egg, I guess is what I'm going to say. On the sides of the egg, you squish those and that makes the vibration stronger. So if you really hold hard on the squish, it makes the vibrations really, really um, powerful. So if you don't want to hold on to it like that while you're, you know, trying to use it, you can just hold on to it and then then hit record and then you're good. Does that okay. make sense? So like you have to like manually use it if you want to get like, like different vibrations as you use it. But if you want to like preset it and just kind of record hard ones, soft ones, whatever, and squeeze in and out, then you can go back to that one. Okay. No, that's, uh, that's just interesting. It depends really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know yeah. if it was like, it was like a nice car where you can set the, you know, when you, when you sit in there, there's a button to, that sets all your driver's seat, you know, um, settings. It's kind of like that. Like you can just be like, oh, <laughs> this is a, <laughs> this is my Sunday night recording. This is what I need for Sunday night relaxation. Um, and you, have you, you've had other sex toys in the past, right? Or is this your first one? Yeah, but it was not as complex. It was like I went into Spencer's when I was like 20 and was like, I just want the cheapest thing here. And I was so embarrassed. And that was before like the whole online boom of buying stuff online. So I was like, "Ah, I'll get this one and put it in a bag and run out. So it was like not anything crazy. So this one actually compares in a a positive way. It's much better than the Spencer's one you got. Definitely. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Spencer's one is dead. That that one's somewhere in a landfill now. Unfortunately, <laughs> that one just died out. So <laughs> did you know there was there was a site that there was a site that was like Netflix for sex toys? And I remember seeing it really? uh, several years ago. Where yes, you could use one and then exchange it for a new one that they said would be new and it'd be professionally cleaned and everything like that. And and then use that one for a while and then say, yeah, I know. It sounds like a terrible fucking idea. No. Yeah. No. And if I get an STD because I used a sex toy that someone else had used, I don't trust that. Mm-mm. Right. Well, I think. Just get, get a new one. That's probably unlikely, but yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think most, uh, I don't think any disease are going to last in the shipping process and all of that. Like, I think, you know, most things disappear from a surface pretty quickly. So that's why you can't actually get. Yeah, but still, still, I'm, no, I'm yeah, not, I'm not leaving. Yeah, that you one really just yeah, and you just don't want to like use a used sex toy. That's just that is bizarre. Um, although I will no. say, one time I had uh, I had uh, someone over and we were she, the, oh I told the story about the girl who was doing coke and um, who just couldn't have oh, an yeah, orgasm because yeah. she was doing coke for two straight days and she was just like and there was no way she was going to come and so she's like do you have any sex toys and I was like yeah I mean I have a whole drawer full so I pull one out and I have one that like. I had used was it with somebody else, but it had been fully cleaned in the dishwasher and everything. And I pulled it out, and, and she she thought about it for a second. And she's like, "Ah, fuck it," and she used it. Like, but I, I could see her in her head thinking, "Why? Oh. Yeah, I know this one already it already has batteries in it and everything." Because I mean, but it was it was dishwasher like it had been sterilized completely. But yeah, that was uh, I, I, it, it was kind of funny. It didn't occur to me to say that when we when I told that story. So so there's mm, your that's that, a good point. Yeah, I know that that is the one downfall of having like having sex toys is that like uh, if you have a new partner, do you throw them out and get all brand new ones? I don't know. I mean, unless they're sex toys for you, obviously that's that's the big difference. So, right, uh, um, right, right, right. 
so beyond um beyond that that date beyond beyond your new pluckable boyfriend um you did have a <laughs> another date this week right last night yeah, I did. And you know what? I just don't think I need to jump into the dating world. I'm My heart's just like not in it. And because I'm going on vacation, I don't really want to get involved with anyone until after because I don't want to be worried about some guy when I'm like on a tropical beach, like not giving a single fuck. But I mean, he was very nice. And I I think how did you meet, how did you meet him? What the date was is uh, coffee meets bagel. But he had actually matched with my one friend here in Nashville and she suggested that I go out with him, and I really wasn't planning on it. And then she texted him, and they never met up or anything. She texted him, and then he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to meet her." And that's kind of how we decided to go out, which is weird. That's good. I, I like I like her, by the way, and and I know she listens. So I just want to say, um, Nina, that you are a good influence, um, and you're doing God's work by getting Sarah out there like that. So that's that's very positive. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> she tries she yes, tries. tries love her to um, so this guy <laughs> his first message to you was was a pun he did a pun uh talk you know we talked about pickup lines a couple uh weeks ago uh was a was a pun on your name right yeah he said uh, can i serenade you yeah can i serenade <laughs> that's you? what he sent i believe so so cheesy, but it was still it's a little cheesy. it was still kind of funny, you know, in the, in the same way. So you know, uh, like it was cheesy, but not in an offensive way, you know. Just kind of it got a it got a chuckle, you know. And um, and then how was the date? What did you guys do for the date? Oh God, Adam, we went to Savage Bingo. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't, you told I've me that. What is Savage. what is? Wait, can you describe what Savage Bingo? I've I've heard of Dirty Bingo, and so, but is is that what Savage Bingo is? No, I've I've been to Dirty Bingo in Orlando where they like have sex toys as prizes yeah, and like yeah. you have to like say that's fine. Dirty Bingo is nothing compared to Savage Bingo. Savage Bingo Okay, let let me just put it in perspective. The host of the show, and I say that in quotations, was Deadpool. Deadpool like someone was literally dressed in a Deadpool costume hosting Dirty Bingo or not Dirty Bingo, Savage Bingo. So they have a wheel that you spin if you don't follow the rules. So, like, if they play certain music, you have to do certain things. So, like, one song would play and everyone had to get up and start twerking. Another thing would play and, like, you had to, like, put your hands on your head or something. And if you were the last one to do those things, you got called up on stage and they would make you spin the wheel. Or, this is the worst part, they would make you baby bird a shot. Like you would either be the mama bird or the baby bird. So if you were getting baby birded, someone else would take the shot and then spit it into your mouth and you had to, you had to drink it. It was the most disgusting thing. And like, this is where we went on a first date. So we sat up, there's like, there's two floors. There's like the <laughs> that first sounds, floor. That sounds awful, by awful. the way. That it's sounds so awful. so awful. Yeah. I never, I never want to go again. I thought it was like. Okay, so like there's a first floor and they really pick on people who are down on the ground level because the host really tries to stay down there. Um, But they do call on people up at the top level, too. So he's like, I can see you up there if you're not participating or whatever. And like, I, God forbid, like if I didn't do something fast enough or like if something happened, I was afraid they were going to pick me. And like there's already pressure on a date and then there's pressure to like. I might get chosen to have, to be baby birded. Like, I'm not okay with that. So that was the whole thing. And then they had, like, speed rounds of bingo. It was, like, backwards bingo where they would say the numbers backwards and then end with the letter and stuff. And the prizes were all – and that's the other thing, too. I wasn't trying to get fucked up on the date. All the prizes were, like, a free round of shots for your friends, like, a free drink, a free whatever. Right. And I was like, I really don't want to drink. Or, like, <laughs> you if you won, you would get to, like – serve another table warm gin and I was like and then that table would have to drink it and I'm like but what if you didn't want to drink you know like I already had two beers and I was like I'm good so it was just a lot and I think he's a nice guy I want to go on a second date just because I don't want to be in that environment with him I don't think it was a good place to put me in right so there will be a second date but I'm just I need to be in a different environment to really like know if I like want to continue seeing him or not. So it was just weird. That, that sounds awful. And and for me personally, I'm not a participator. So I, I don't, I refuse to participate. Like I would see blue man group with a big group of people and like to like telling everybody to stand up and dance around and shit like that. And I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm there to watch the show. I don't want to be part of your fucking show. I don't, you know, I, I, it, oh, I just, it, it drives me crazy. I'm just one of those people who does not participate in those types of things. 
and um, I, w- I would not do well there. I can't imagine. I would, I would, I would leave. I would have to leave. I think that sounds. That well, sounds that's fun. what we did. We left at intermission. Yeah. So I, I was like, did, they were like, oh, there's intermission. I was like, perfect, my way out. Let's leave now. <laughs> didn't didn't the host say something about being here on a first date? Oh my god, yeah. Well, someone else was there on a first date too, and they got they got called up on stage. And she's like, well, how do you know him? And she's like, oh, this is our first date. And he's like, what jackass brings a girl <laughs> here on a first date? And I looked at him, and he's like, oh fuck, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, this was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. And then did you guys? Um, do anything afterwards? No, it was it was like ten thirty when we left there, and I had to be at work early today. So it was like I just we just left from there, and we didn't even kiss or anything. Oh, okay. So, okay. I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully the next date will be a little different. But I don't know. I'm not. My heart's like not into it right now. I'm very closed off, which I notice. And again, I should really have just taken a leave of absence. So. Yeah, it is what it is. It is. And I don't think there's anything wrong with going out on a date, even if you're not really, your head's not 100% in the game, because you can still have fun, go have fun to meet a new person, even if things don't work out in the long run. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and, like, and you act like you're going away forever. You're going away for two weeks. And <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's a long time. That's not a long time. That's not a big deal at all. Like, if that's you, how long my relationships well, last. That's true. Okay. That is an excellent <laughs> point. That is, that is, that is, you, you win that one. Well, good. Okay, so at least you got a date. That was good. We can, uh, you know, a date we could talk about, and now we know not to go to Savage Bingo if you ever see that. Well, let's that. talk about yours. Okay. Yeah, let's not. Don't ever. Don't, don't take the person you're seeing to Savage Bingo. Like yes. that's a bad call. Um. Did Did he listen, or did he know about the podcast? I did not tell him. You know what? I was like, not even worth my time and hmm. energy. Nope, not telling him. Okay. All right. Eh. Um. Well, um, yeah, and now that it's been two weeks since uh, since we have an episode, I have been on two dates with uh, with one person. Um, uh, she's a do- and her name was her her code name. Oh yeah, we're gonna call her Night Shift because she's a doctor, okay. so we'll call her Night Shift. Okay. Yeah, it's a good good one. And? Um, we had a good time. Um, and it's funny at, at first I was actually a little nervous and I was trying to figure out why, cause I'm, I'm not the nervous type, but I don't get nervous about doing anything. I mean, I get on stage and tell jokes to hundreds of people. Like, why would I be nervous about a date? And I realized cause she's the first person that I've been out with who is my own age, who is also 41. And a lot of times, mm. even though I say I'm open to it, I tend to like, I'll talk to people. I, I've talked to plenty of people that are there my age, um, through dating apps, but it just never seems to materialize. So the fact this did, and I was trying to figure out why I was nervous, and I thought about it, and I think it's because I mean, my life's a mess, you know. I mean, I I, I live a bachelor lifestyle. I mean, I, I I'm a freelance writer. I do stand up comedy. Like I, I don't have a normal life. I don't have a four hundred one k. I don't you know. I, and um, I live in this this party house, and so my, my you know my life's pretty much a sham. A sham- Wait, a four hundred one k? I said I don't have a four hundred one k. You know, like, a four hundred one k. Yeah, like a retirement fund. That makes you normal if you have one. I feel like that's something that someone who's forty probably has usually. So I, that, that's okay. what it is. I think okay, I, I, I tend to date people in their 20s and 30s because I'm like, oh, their life's probably just as fucked up as mine is. So we're kind of, we can get along in that sense. I'm not going to feel inferior in that way. And then I started thinking about it and realized that I am the ad hoc therapist to a lot of friends. Like I'm their relationship counselor to a lot of my female friends who are all 40 and older. And they are just as fucked up as I am. Like, they, like their lives are not, no, not put together any better than mine. <laughs> So there's no reason for me to feel nervous. And so as soon as I thought about that and realized that I was assigning this weird um, standard to an age, um, then I was able to relax and we had a good time. Um, we had a good, fun time. We went out. Um, she doesn't drink. She can't drink right now. Um, I, I can't, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but she has uh, another another year or two before she can actually drink um, due to some legal difficulties of her own. But um, So it actually was a cheap date. Uh, it cost me $14. But then we came back to the house and um, <laughs> we had we had like we watched watched uh, Thor Ragnarok. So she actually enjoyed a Marvel movie, which she like likes Marvel movies, and so that was a big plus. And um, and Good. yeah, we watched the whole movie, so which was nice. And then um, then we we made out for a while. And on the first date, she told me that um, she says my friends say I'm not allowed to fuck you because when you fuck somebody on the first date, they're not gonna call you again because that's all they wanted. And I was like, well, that's, I, I kind of agree with that. Generally speaking, if all they're looking for is sex, whether or not you fuck them on the first date, that might be all the, the only time you see them because they're just looking for the sex. And so if they don't get it the first date, they're not going to call you again. If they do get it, then they've had sex. So they're good. So that's probably the smart choice. 
you know, and I, I support that. And then at one point, though, we're sitting in the living room and like the girls are all home. And so like out on the back porch and just they're, they're, they're home, like active home awake. And um, she, she climbs into my lap and she's sitting there and she's literally grinding on me saying, well, you know, you're the expert. You're the relationship expert. So maybe you should tell me what we should do next. And I sat there and I said, I, yeah, that's hard. I don't have, yeah, (laughs) yes, yes. I said, I don't have any, 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 (laughs) any blood in my brain at all right now. So I have no ability to answer that. But I said, but we're not having sex tonight. We're going to stick to that. We're going to be, we're going to be good and we're going to act like adults. And so we fooled around for, you know, another probably hour. And then, uh, then eventually she left. And I think some of the girl's friends left while we were making out and probably got scarred a little bit by what they saw. Um, at, at one point, probably. <laughs> but, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, I, I cannot get into it. I cannot get into it. Um, but at one point, I was standing, she was sitting, and I saw someone kind of walk by the hallway right where I am. And it was just like, I, they, I know they just saw what they just saw. And they, they, they're just like trying to ignore it. But they were all probably high. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, so then we, um, we made plans to go out again. <laughs> and uh, by go out, I mean she came over and we went in the pool and uh, hung out in the pool all afternoon and then hung around in the bedroom for the remainder of the day. And I made dinner and all that. And, um, and then, you know, I would say that we had quite a bit of fun. Uh, it had been a little while for me. It, it had been, been a little while since I'd, I'd had actual sex. So I would say it's been, been a few months since, since I've had actual. I mean, blowjobs don't count. You know, I mean, they're fun. But they're not really sex sex, you know. And uh, the next morning, mm-hmm. I realized that I probably need to have more sex because it was like I had done a thousand crunches and push-ups. I was so sore. Like, my body was just sore because we were in bed for three or four hours. And it, it, was, a, it was a good time. It was a, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, I think I'm seeing her again on uh, now you're just s- showing off. Saturday. Oh, I wasn't fucking for three or four hours. No way. I'm 41. There's no chance of that, you know. But <laughs> you can stay in bed and do plenty of other things. I mean, I'm... I'm not gonna, actually. It'll get into performance. We'll talk about that. Actually, I, I maybe want to pause on that part and talk about that when we, unless unless you want me just to get into it, the performance aspect of it. Um, but I am seeing her again. We're gonna we're gonna go out again uh, this weekend. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about performance. So this this seems to f- flow. So, um, yeah. Well, you like her. That's important, though. Yeah. You like her, and she's cool, and you guys clearly vibe in other aspects than just the physical stuff, so that's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, we get along, um, and it's it's been fun. Um, she works night shifts, so it's a little bit harder. Schedule's a little weird, but that's only for the next, like, six months, so that, it's not the not a permanent solution. Um, but it is funny that I was – I knew how long it had been since I had sex, and I was so worried about um, about just, like – lasting like 15 seconds that I got in my own head to the point that it was, I was actually having difficulty, um, difficulty having an orgasm. Uh, and which, which was just because I, I would like had managed to basically psych myself out to the degree that I would, uh, you know, just in, I'm going to give it explicit here, but I would have an erection then it would go away and then I would get it again. Like it was, it was like, <laughs> it was just crazy. And, um, and the nice thing is we just, she wasn't like, um, at all. And I think that's maybe a benefit of someone who's 41. She was okay with just, going with the flow. We were having plenty of fun. She was able to have plenty of fun as well. There were plenty of, you know, um, she had plenty of, of orgasms on her own, but, uh, but I like, the fact is I like, I, it really, it took me, it took me some time and some effort because I had psyched, I had psyched myself out and I, cause I can't, I can't lose myself. Um, and like, I, I don't get lost in my head when during sex, like I still have, I, I like my brain is going a million miles an hour during sex. And so if I start thinking about something else, um, it'll, it'll fuck me up completely. So and then, you sound like a woman because uh, I feel like we think about a million things too. And and I, I think that you know some some people do. I, I know that I know plenty of women and men that just are able to just to like go have sex and just like they lose themselves in it and they have a great time. And then, yeah, the fact that I just I can keep doing that so it's never good. But the more relaxed I get, the easier it'll be. Um, but I, it was funny because after uh, after the first time, you know, like we, maybe it was an hour later, and I was kind of ready. I was like, let's 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 try again, uh, you know, and, and uh, I wasn't able to ever reach orgasm again the second time i was just like i was like nope this is just not going anywhere this is done let's just let's focus on you let's focus on you instead (laughs) and so uh but it was good like i didn't feel shame about it like i wasn't i wasn't i know and i know that maybe when i was younger i might have gotten embarrassed about it and i might have um maybe like gotten defensive about it but she also reacted in a way that was very normal and just and just kept having fun 
And so between the two of us, it managed to work out. I have been with someone who was like upset that I couldn't like come a second time. Like, the, the, like you know, she was 20, 22 and we had sex and she wanted me to go again. I was like, that's not going to happen. You're like, give me 45 minutes, maybe. Like, I need some time. And she got angry. Like, she was angry about it and, and like was call, saying it was something to do with herself. Like, she was, she had put her self esteem into keeping, keeping me. Um, happy and didn't understand that it had nothing to do with her. Like it was not, it was not that it's just a purely physical thing and, you know, an age. So, uh, so that was good. The communication was so important and, and just the, the uh, being understanding and, and reasonable about it. So, yeah. Wow. I'm very happy for you in this experience. Then it sounds like it was yeah. all good. It was good. It was- I, I want, I want to see how it, how it continues. That's what I'm most interested in. We'll see. I mean, we're like, we, we, we text uh, a lot. We talk on the phone occasionally. We haven't talked about anything more than that yet, but uh, I'm sure it's going to come up soon. I mean, I'm sure we're going to chat about it, but I'm going to see her Saturday. She's got friends in town this weekend, but we're all going to go out to the drag club, uh, parliament house. Have you ever been to, been to parliament house in Orlando? I have. Yeah. So we're all, I have, I have. We're all going there Saturday night. So that'll be fun. Uh, I'll get to meet some of her friends. Oh, Speaking, there's one thing we forgot to mention, which I totally even forgot until you said that her friends are in town. I have a guy, and I oh, posted yes. this on yes. my Instagram. <laughs> How could we forget? Um, there is a guy who I went to college with and had kind of a flirtatious thing with, but nothing ever happened because I was in a relationship in college. He, I responded to something on his Instagram story and he's a, he was in Barcelona. So I was like, and I've been to Barcelona. I was like, oh my God, looks like you're having so much fun. Like good, good to see that you're like enjoying yourself. And he like responds. He's like, well, when are you coming to visit me in Seattle? I'm like, uh, we like never talked after college because I basically told him to fuck off. Like I was like, do not try to hit on me. I have a boyfriend, leave me alone. And after that semester, we kind of just ended communication. And I was like, um, I don't know. That's a good question. If I'm coming to Seattle and he offered to pay for my flight and told me in the message to come fuck him, experience food and a new culture. And yeah, so I might go to Seattle, but also since he's gotten back from Spain, he hasn't messaged me. And if he doesn't work for it a little bit, he's not going to get it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, no, I mean, he should still show the interest now that he's back from Spain. Um, hopefully he uh, he knows that, you know, you, you 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 talk a good game, but if you're actually interested in somebody, you'll you'll make the effort. And so he should make the effort as well. Didn't you say something about helping I him? I do with... talk a big game. Well, you do, but but I mean, I think when it comes down to it, if someone, if you talk <laughs> a game to somebody and they're and they're into it, you're you're going to be okay. Um, didn't you say something to him about how you could have taught him in Spanish to trill his R's a little better? <laughs> yeah. So and then he we we had Spanish class together, and yeah, and he was awful at it. So he always cheated on me for stuff, and we were a group project partners or whatever um so i told him i was like yeah it would have been different if i was single back in college maybe you would have gotten better at rolling your r's too and he's like is that keyword for eating pussy and i was like and i hate using that word but that's what he said and i was like yes (laughs) that's what that's what i meant (laughs) so yeah you don't like you don't like the phrase eating pussy i do not like that word no No. i don't like the p word (laughs) nope just like the M word, there's the M word and the P word. I just really don't enjoy those two words. Well, then, okay. In dirty talk, what, what would you call it? Your vagina? Like, if you're, like, really oh, getting man. into it, like, uh-huh. just, or if you're telling someone to eat, like, that you want them to go down on you, you're just going to say, go down on me? Are you going to? Yeah, I probably wouldn't, For I probably wouldn't say vagina. Okay, that's good. I don't, I <laughs> no i uh you know it's been so long i really don't know what the hell i would actually say to be to be real it's okay what i don't remember okay all right i was just i was just wondering i know i know that it's a word that sometimes people don't, don't like to say but i always wonder what else you're gonna say you know like <laughs> there's i guess you can come up with plenty of euphemisms for it there's probably a thousand different ways to say it and most of them are pretty nasty, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll, so that'll be fun if that actually uh, pans out. That'll be a good time for you to get to experience, you know, Seattle and, and a D at the same time, you know? And so you get to experience the Space Needle. Well, I also... Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> the Space Needle, yeah. yeah. That was good. And then Waffle House. And then Waffle House, yes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I just, I want to... 
if we if I was to go out there, I also want to make it clear that even if I do decide to go out there, there really is no guarantee that we're going to have sex. You know what I mean? Like That's true. just because we've talked about it, I st- I still have the right to say no. Of course. If I'm not feeling it or something's off, I don't have to say like I don't have to have sex with them. There's no obligation. It's going to I'm going to feel pressured, but I do want to have if we start talking, you know, once he gets he's back, but the jet lag or whatever, I do want to have that conversation cuz I think it's important and I know he's, we've kind of set the bar and kind of like had some sexual conversations back and forth, but I really think that's something to clear the air with before anything else. Absolutely. No, I think that's very important to talk about um, and make it clear that, you know, that there's no guarantees that you're just going out to have a good time, that if something happens, it's of your own volition, but that, you know, you don't want him to expect that. And if he gives you any pushback on that, even before you get out there, then I would definitely can't, you know, not go. Um and then, and then right. in that case, the only, and then, but if he's fine with it, then the only pressure you're really going to feel is your own like internal pressure of you just, you know, whatever you decide. But yes, you can say no at any moment, yeah. you know, even if you tell him I'm going to fuck you when, when I get there and you get there and you're like, ah, I'm not feeling it. That's your right. Absolutely. And then I become a tease once again, but that's no, okay. No, that doesn't I've make you a tease. Well. Being able to be able to say no does not make you a tease. Somewhat. No, because your opinion can change. Your decision to do something can change. I've. I've been in bed with someone before and then I realized like as we were in bed that it wasn't a good idea and I said no and stopped mid you know it doesn't make you a tease it just means that maybe it just doesn't feel right and then that's just you're just listening to your gut which is the important thing it's not teasing and the, like there there's a difference teasing teasing has a, an aspect of using your sexuality and your your sensuality to try to get someone to do what they want and promising everything and then never actually delivering that's an element of teasing and even with that, I still think you're allowed to do that. Like, there's there's never anything bad about that. But that's my my. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's a tease. Flirting is not teasing. Wow, you're like the first guy I've ever heard say that. Normally, guys are like, "Oh my god, you're such a tease," and they they use it as like a negative thing. And I'm like, okay, but girls do that sometimes. I'm sorry. I think that's because there's a lot of guys out there who think they have a right to sex in some capacity, and you don't. You know, it's not something you ever have a right to. So. No, I mean, I, like I've I've talked to people who we've been really flirty, like we sexted at like details, you know, like photos and videos and everything like that, and then had plans to hang out finally, and they were like, "Hey, just so you know, like I'm I'm not sure what's going to happen," and I was like, "That's fine, like even if you just want to hang out, that's good. Like it'd be nice just to spend time with you, and if something happens, something happens, but it's up to you. I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to let you make the make, you know make the first first move, so that way you know it's your choice. That's that's how you should handle it because and that. No, yeah, you're right. That's how it should be handled, but it's not always handled with that yeah. manner or, you know, with that kind of grace and acceptance and what, what have you. Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. I agree. I think it's also because I'm just older and now sex is more effort now than it's worth anyways. <laughs> I'm sure what... I'm sure when I was when I was twenty one or twenty two in, in that case, you know, like I could have I, I probably would have said someone was a tease, you know, but uh but I like that was younger and now I'm, I'm maybe I've, I've you know actually paid attention and tried to learn and uh that, that makes a big difference. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's get into the topic for this episode. Yes. So, we talked about the performance a little bit. Um I have a couple I think they're related they're related to sex in the bedroom and communications with sex. Um and we had a couple that we talked about in the episode that didn't record. Uh, that we did, we couldn't put on air. Um, so I um, thought we could talk with those, about those first, and then uh, get into it. Would that work? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. First, we had Wendy who uh, asked, "How do you handle it if you're really connecting with someone, but their bedroom must-have is something that is on your never ever going to happen list?" And uh, I thought that was interesting. And I asked her, like, she was trying to clarify. One thing she said was, "If the person is a crossdresser, that was her her like uh, detail that she was trying to give to like uh, to maybe paint it in a." more tangible light. So what do you think about that? Mm. Um, I mean, I know it's like, don't knock it till you try it. But also if it makes you very uncomfortable, I think it's something like you could say, yeah, okay, let me see. And then if like, you're about to do it and you're like, no, like same thing with like going back to your gut. If your gut's telling you that like, you're just very uncomfortable in that scenario and you just kind of don't want to do it. I think that's something you should stop right away. Even if it's something that 
I don't know. That's kind of a deal breaker, honestly. And sex, I don't know how people wait until marriage to have sex because that's, if that's on your list of must haves in a relationship, a sexual relationship or what have you, and that doesn't work out, then it's not going to work out long term, in my right. opinion. And and I think with her example specifically, like if, if, if she's talking to somebody and they're connecting really well and he wants to cross-dress in, in bed and that immediately turns her off, it's not even a trying it because it's something that she already – she's reacting viscerally to it. It's not like someone saying, oh, well, I want to try this thing in bed one time. And maybe that's something to consider and say, well, maybe I should be open to it. You know, you know, like give it a shot. Cause I think that is a general idea with sex is you should be open to pretty much trying everything. But if one person has something that they have to do and that's just not for you, then that's not going to work out at all. It just, it, it can't, you just have to, you know, like right. anal. <laughs> See, now that's actually a good, that's actually an important uh, – that's a good point. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I have had – I've been with people who said that they are not into anal at all. And it's not something that I have to have, so I'm okay with it. I'm like, that's fine. But it's fun. Um, but I've also been with them at one point where all of a sudden they decided mid-sex to, to, you know, to try to try it. They're like, I want to try it. And so we tried it and then they, they were converted to, you know, to, to the church, to the church ah. of anal – Anal sex. Um, so, <laughs> the Church of Anal. Yes, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> the Holy Church of Anal. Um, <laughs> the sister, the, the sisterhoods. What was it? Her holy sister analness. I don't know. Stop um, it! Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it, so it is. Like I think anal is actually one of those things that even if, if someone like insists on it, then obviously you don't want to. Well, someone's going to insist on something that you're not comfortable with, but. It also might be something at some point you consider because anal goes works well for both, both people, by the way. I'm not just, you know, like, uh, you know, if, if I've had women, women who have said right. that like their boyfriend wants to do anal and they say to their boyfriend, okay, but you know, I'm, we're going to play with your butt too. And he's like, oh no, that, that makes me gay. And we know that's bullshit. Like that's just stupid. Most, most men who are pretty open know that the prostate gland is an amazing place. And, um, and that uh, that if, if you're going to go one way, you should be able to go both, and uh, and it, it could be just as good. But that's just a it's a whole other episode, I think. Just a- yeah, like I have. I'm. This is going to get personal, which this, is nothing. That's all we do. One of my ex, <laughs> one of my ex boyfriends had a foot fetish. Okay. And I was very hesitant. I was like, okay, well, that's cool and all, but like, what do you in bed? what do you want from it? And he was like, oh, you know, this is what gets me off. This is what I like, whatever. And yeah, at first I was pretty hesitant, but it was like, not like it was okay. I'll, I'll try it. Not the worst thing in the world. And I did what he wanted to do and it was not bad. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't do anything for me, but it helped him, right? you know, and then he did what I wanted. So it was like, you know, it's like another, it's part of the relationship. There's a give and take where it, you know, it just, it worked yep. to some extent and yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's, that's actually part of it is when you are with somebody that you're connecting with on an emotional and physical level, at some point you enjoy doing that for the person because you like making them feel good. You know, like like a girl who's going to like, mm-hmm. for example, use a strap on on a guy like the girl's not getting any actual physical pleasure from that. There's no like, you know, unless it's a really crazy toy that I'm, uh, I'm unaware of, but like, but she can enjoy the fact that she's maybe bringing pleasure to that person. Just like, going down on someone doesn't bring you pleasure, you know, it brings, it brings pleasure to the other person. But if you're connected with someone emotionally, then what you're doing to bring pleasure to that person also makes you feel good in the, in a, in a different way and should be, should be, a, it should be a positive yeah, thing. Yeah. Excellent so, point. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So, um, so yeah, so Wendy, I think you cross-dresser thing. If that's what he insists on and that's not your thing, then I would say maybe that's a, that's a no go. Like that's just you maybe have to walk away with that because you're really connecting with them, but you're missing out on a major part of their life, and that's going to be uh, you know a problem for forever. Um, mm-hmm. Yagane says, uh, "How do you approach the conversation of performance in a long term relationship without hurting their feelings?" So that was a which is a good question, and that's kind of what I think that question probably led to us deciding to do this topic for today because we answered it last yep. week, of course, but uh, we'll answer it again. Um, what do you what do you want to say about that? I think it's important to talk about your sex life with your partner all that like after after you've had sex be like 
how was it? Like, what wasn't so great for you? And kind of evaluate stuff so you can improve because like any relationship, there's always room for improvement. But I do think like if you're quiet and you just like you get done, he finishes, you're you're done, whatever. And you don't say anything and you're like, oh, that was so great. But it really inside you're lying and you're like, I didn't orgasm. He didn't put in the effort I wanted or whatever. And you you let that hostility build up inside. It's only going to get worse over time. And then one day you're going to blow up. And that's not going to be healthy for the relationship. And that's actually what happened in one of my other relationships where I was really never satisfied in the bedroom. And that was a main issue, but I never wanted to bring it up because I always felt like I would hurt his feelings. But when I finally blew up, he was like, why did you wait so long to tell me? You should have been open with me and communicated that with me so we could have fixed this. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to address it as soon as possible in like a very tender way you know you have to be careful with your choice of words so you don't you know hurt the other person's feelings yeah you do have to choose your words carefully and the other person has to not take it you know not to get defensive about it as well i think that's important but the open communication is so important that this is why women you should never fake an orgasm it it does not it doesn't do you any good or the other person like if if you're not feeling it just say you're not feeling it and just move on say well let's try this but being able to say we'll move this way or switch this way i had a friend with benefits um, that we, we were fooling around and I was going down on her and she was just like, here, move your tongue that way and like shift this way. And she was, and she's like, go faster. Okay, go slower. Like she was giving me guidance and I could hear it in her, in how she was reacting that it was going well. And she was able to have, you know, to come because of that. And it's only because of that. Like if, if she hadn't, I probably would have, you know, I might've stumbled across the right, the right technique, you know, eventually, but I was, you know, but I was, I was fine. With, Rolled your R's the right yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I, I was fine with, with you know, her telling me these things. And actually going out with Night Shift, um, it wasn't – she didn't communicate like by saying do this or do this. But her – she's very uh, reactive and responsive and, and like in the – and like her, her – the way – just reading body language, um, you were able to tell what worked and what didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was a very positive thing because there's nothing worse than when you're doing something and someone's acting like nothing's happening. Um, like I – I, I I had somebody that I was that I was I was going down on them and she she seemed to be enjoying it but I was also like well what can I do like like I, you're not I don't feel like you're getting there and she's like no that feels good and I was like but what else can I do like how, where does it feel better so monotone and she, yeah so she good. just she just didn't seem to yeah it was it was weird but um it was it was an odd experience and then I like I I left feeling like I had done something wrong but it was just because we didn't have good communication so. And we say it all the time, communication is key in whatever relationship you're in. Right, because if you're with somebody and you can't tell no you can't tell the them Yeah, exactly. You can't tell them, hey, um, you know, I'd like to come too occasionally, or hey, um, what can we do to try to make things more relaxed? Or like if you can't talk have that conversation with somebody, then that's not a good relationship. If you can't talk about these things, then you're missing out on a major component of your relationship. Mm-hmm. So um I have uh, shame on you for not getting off if you're not speaking up. Right. You know, if you're the if you're the woman and you're not speaking up, then that's all on you to a certain point. Yes, yes, and and if you're worried about the other person getting their feelings hurt, even if you bring it up, well, then that's a serious consideration of of the quality of your relationship as well. Um, right. So I've also I've got a story that someone sent me. It's not a question, but it's just kind of a story, and I think it kind of works with the whole, um, you know, performance and long term relationship. <clears throat> Let's see. So it's anonymous, but. You, I think you're going to enjoy this. Um, when my ex left me for my married best, okay. yeah. <laughs> when my ex left me for my married best friend, I was obviously pissed and hurt. So when the opportunity arose a few years later to sleep with her ex husband, I jumped on it literally. It was only, <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. It was only, I know, like <laughs> revenge sex right there. Um, it was only a hookup, so no wine and dine. We started banging on the couch in the living room, moved to the love seat, got on the floor doggy style. But the whole time he just rammed into me over and over again without any other movements or change of pace. It was like that old internet video. I just want bang, bang, bang. Which, by the way, do you know that one? <laughs> I just want bang, no, bang, bang. I would say, I do not. Oh, it's this great. Yeah. Anyways, this old, old meme. Like the yeah. Anyways, um, we ended up taking a break because he was getting. <laughs> uh, we ended up taking a break because he was getting tired, and I was tired of not even getting close to coming. We chatted, exhausted and naked for a few minutes. I awkwardly made some excuse about the time, and we ended the evening without either of us finishing. And now it made so much more sense why she went after my fiancé, who knew what a clitoris is, because her husband had just been ramming her for 10 years. So I just thought that was 
That was interesting. That you know, <laughs> and uh, it reminded me of my. I mean, my marriage it was the the sex was bad. It was just bad sex, and I didn't know until I had the affair and had the amazing sex. And I was like, this is what I've been missing my whole life. How can I stay married? How can I like that's I need to I need to change my whole life because I, I've been missing out on a major component of being an adult. And uh, and and there was no going back. Like there was no going back to that that sex life and no ability to to repair it at this point. We'd been together for too long and it had been like that forever. So I can definitely understand that um, when you have bad sex and then all of a sudden you have good sex, you're just going to want to keep having good sex. So, yeah, that's bang, 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 <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Which which reminded me of the guy, the guy that you dated that was like plunging his tongue into your mouth. Like that was his kissing technique, you know? Ugh. Why do we got to go back to that? Because it's so funny. It's such a weird visual, but it's hilarious. But but that's another example of, of like, you know, when someone's doing something that you don't like, if you tell them, and, and I think the next time you went out or maybe it was the, with the next guy, you were like, here, try this. And you, you gave you gave some feedback and he responded, right? I don't think it was that guy, though. I think right. it might have been a later guy. I don't remember. There's too many of them now. I give up. <sighs> you know, actually, on my date yesterday, he asked how many dates I've been on in Nashville. And I was like, I'm about to sound like a hoe. I was like, um, like, I was like, like over 10. And he was like, that's a lot. And I'm like, it's more like over 25, but I'll just say 10. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. But but if you'd known about the podcast too, but I don't think that's a lot. I think I mean, you know, like that's a, I mean that's a normal amount to go in on. Six months, that's a lot. I feel like that's a lot in six months. Yeah, I guess, but it's not like you're fucking all of them. You're fucking you're fucking none of them. So I'm fucking yeah, you're right. And yeah. I made out with like two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so most of them were just failure dates, you know. Um. Yeah. Unfortunately. Now, now you had a friend who had a question, right? Yeah, so my friend was asking, is it okay to talk about you and your partner's sex life with other people, even if everything about your partner is positive? Okay. So what do you think? Well, seeing as like, how you... Do you, you go around talking about your, your <sighs> sex life? I guess you just did. Well, uh, you, didn't really, a... <laughs> you didn't really mention... This is a different platform, though. This is different. But yeah. do you tell, like, oh, I'm seeing this person and, like oh my God, her body was like this. And like the way she had sex with me was like this. And she's fantastic at giving head. Like, do you say that to your guy friends? You know, like, what do you, how much do you say? Well, I don't, I don't say any of that to my guy friends. I don't Most of my friends are women. Um, and when we talk about it, I might talk about, well, it went really well. Like, you know, the, like, I feel like we connected. I, you know, and I might say the same things that I, I said uh, on here, you know, like uh, talk about, whether or not she like whether or not she came and stuff like that, I might talk about those things to some degree with friends that I'm close with, but they're all female friends, and we're usually just talking about it in a, you know, how are things going type thing. Um, but I don't think it's ever appropriate to talk about it in a in a like in a I don't know. There becomes a way where where it's, you're talking about them in an objectified way, where you're like, oh yeah, you should see yeah. you should see your tits, and yeah, like she knows how to suck my dick. Like if you're saying shit like that then there's a problem. You know, like that, that's, that's not a good relationship. That's the, that's them just treating you like an object. That's, that's the, them marginalizing you down to just being there purely for sex. And that, that's not, that's not okay. But if, but if you want to talk about things and sometimes it's good to talk about sex, cause you're just like you would talk about uh, an argument you might have, like any aspect of your relationship. Sometimes it's good to have a couple of close friends that you can't talk about these things, but in a sense of sharing with your friends because they're your friends and not because you're trying to, tell a story about how awesome you are yeah see i think <laughs> i think for me i tell i it depends on what stage of liking the guy that i tell them certain things so like if it's like we're in a relationship if i'm in a relationship with someone and like we have we're having sex or whatever i really just say like yeah the sex is good like i'll you know if this i'm not i'm never going to say if i'm in a relationship with someone and the sex is bad to my friends yeah like Things are great in our relationship, but the sex is bad. I really don't want my friends knowing that. I'll tell them after we break up because I feel like that's inevitable. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like, for instance, like I dated one guy and like things with him were okay. And they were like, I was like, yeah, like when we like hooked up, everything was great. And then when we stopped seeing each other, I was like, guys, 
but he only had one ball. <laughs> only one ball. And they're like, why didn't you tell us this? And I'm like, I didn't want you guys to judge me. <laughs> I didn't want you guys to say think anything less of him. But now you can because he's a, di- he's a dick. So it's fine. He only has one ball. But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think that, you know, it really depends, but maybe when you break up with them, it's safe. But I think if you're in an actual ongoing relationship with someone, sometimes it's good to have somebody to talk to about things. Because if I had talked more about my sex life when I was married with people, I might have realized that I was having bad sex. And it took until, you know, I'd been with, with, you know, with her for, you know, uh, 10 years before I realized this. And so I think it has, it can have its benefits as well. It it really just does. I think it depends on the on the context of how you do it too. Like that really does does make a big difference. But uh, that and like don't let don't let your partner know that you're. You know what I mean? Like don't go around hmm. telling every oh, no. single one of your friends. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Tell one or you know what I mean? Be selective. No, yeah. You tell your close friends, the people that share, like that you share everything with you. That's who you talk to about. Not not everybody. You don't want to talk about everybody. Talk that about that with everybody. But like it's funny. So I'm in this group chat with a couple girls, and one of them sends a, a dick pic that she'd gotten from this guy that she just went out that she went out with once and fucked, and like his dick was literally like the size, the size, like the width of a coke can, like it was insane. And so we, we just called him Coke Can Dick, is what his nickname was, basically, you know. And she, but then she started dating him seriously. She's like, "All right, you guys can never bring that up again." Because now we're dating, <laughs> you know, when he was just a faceless, you know, like guy that she hooked up with and didn't think. But then when they actually started dating, that's when, you know, it became a little she was respecting the fact that, you know, maybe that wasn't something that she wants to share now. Um, so but we still call them co- cocaine in like the kitchen. Hi. Yeah. I like, hi, I've seen your dick. But yeah. like, also, <laughs> like, also, my name's Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, we still call them cocaine in the, in the group chat, but yeah, it was just, it was kind of funny that that was someone where maybe she like regretted doing it because they started dating, but she didn't actually expect that to happen at all. She thought that she wasn't going to see him again. So that was just kind of an interesting, uh, interesting thing. <laughs> oh, life. Yeah. You never really know how much you, that's why I, I almost don't want to say too much about guys even on here because it's like what happens in a couple months that one of the old guys I was seeing, like we hit it off again, or I doubt that's going to happen, but you know what I mean? Like even just telling people up front about random things with guys and then you end up seriously dating them and you're like, Oh shit, I have to eat my own words now because I was rude before. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, but if they also listen, they know that who you're like, but, but I would never say anything about anyone that I wouldn't also tell them as well. Like I would talk to them about it as well as saying it because if, if you're not willing to talk to the person about it if, it, if it's a negative thing then then you shouldn't be telling anybody anyways my guy friend was telling me he was at this was a while ago now that i remember it he was telling me about like this girl that he was hooking up with or whatever and he's like how do i tell her that she just like doesn't smell very great down there you know like she's fantastic i think she you know i really like her i think she's beautiful like the sex is good but like i really don't want to go down on her because the smell is like, it's just, it's just bad. And I don't know how to have that conversation or like, do I just not? And I was like, that's really tough because you're about to like offend the shit out of her. If you were to say something, you know, um, uh, it's tough. Yeah, that is tough. And and I would suggest that maybe he tried doing it again sometime because it could have just been a bad pH balance at some point in her life. You know, it could have been right after a period or something like that where things are just not um, you know, they haven't bounced out and maybe it's fine now, but That's if it's not, you. then yeah, I think you, yeah. Okay, good. Cause I think you do have to sit down with the person and then be like, you know, this is a sensitive subject and I don't want to, you know, don't want to like hurt your feelings, but, um, you know, other, cause a lot of times it's just a chemical thing. There's some, there's, it's easy to, to, you know, to look into, Yeah. but I don't know. If, you know, uh, if my if my cum tasted bad, I would want someone to tell me. You know, yeah. and they well, told like, me what it tastes like bacon. Which, which, by the way, apparently, I now have an extra person saying that no, it does not. So I'm just I'm going to say that, put that out there. No, I can only imagine. It does who not taste like bacon. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. We'll just leave that one in the air. There, who knows who said that? <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. We got a we got a couple more minutes. We might as well go through. I think I have two more. Do you have anything, any other friends questions? No, that was, I mean, those are the, 
only two I have, but if anyone else wants to engage in our Facebook group, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash DKS podcast. If you want to join our closed group, we accept everyone to our loving community <laughs> of screwed up relationships. It is. And, and, and yeah, it's great. People post a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, and I'd love for people to, if you see a funny Tinder profile or something like that, I'd love for you to post it in there as well. I think that's uh, that's always kind of interesting. So uh, you know, and it gives us some topics to discuss. But yeah, we've got 218 people in there right now. So there's a pretty good uh, group of people, and uh, the, the conversations get interesting. There's a lot of people from a different, lot of different walks of life too. Um, and that's where this next question comes from as well. Is from Pammy. Um, Pammy's talking about uh, being married. Like like when you're in a casual relationship, sex is fun. Like that's the whole point of a, a casual relationship is sex. But when you're married or with someone long term, it can turn sex into a chore. Uh, especially when you like you're both working all the time, et cetera. And so her question is, how do you get from Chorin back to Horin? <laughs> I, I love, love it. That. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's going to be my new phrase. Yeah, Chorin to Horin, um, which is interesting. I, I think my 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 take on that is that sometimes you need to spice things up. Maybe um, go on vacation. Maybe try to you know go just go to a hotel locally. Even um, that can that can bring it fun. Maybe take more extremes. Maybe invite somebody else in for a little bit or talk about, you know, maybe fantasies that you haven't fulfilled, but you've always thought about. And maybe there's, you know, there's something there that you can do with that. Yeah, I I agree with all of those points. I think for me, when my when my stuff was starting to get stale, it was it was like just go for it. Like instead of planning it out or whatever, just kind of jump (laughs) and then like see because at least in my instance, like he always wanted to have sex and I was always the one like being like the, the bitter Betty, which no shock, but like, it was always, you know, just trying to be spontaneous and doing things different than what we were used to. Just trying, like you said, trying something new, mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the best thing you can do. But, um, but yeah, I mean like, honestly, I know it does sound, a lot of people are kind of conservative about this, but yeah, maybe, maybe try, try a threesome or something, you know, and try to post on the, you know, you can't do Craigslist anymore, but Reddit somewhere, one of those places, who knows, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe go out to one of those, uh, just, just don't even do anything. Just go out to one of those swingers clubs. Uh, they're in every major city just to check it out, just to go watch what happens and just kind of be like, maybe that'll like make you excited again. You know, maybe they'll just inflame the passion. Even if you're not involved in anything, just watching other people be free with what they're doing could be, could be, uh, you know, enlightening. Maybe. I don't know. I can't imagine you at a I can't imagine you at a swingers club, Sarah, by the way. I think you would just blush and laugh the whole time. You know, I tried to have a threesome. <laughs> but it was oh, like yeah? my best uh, yeah, my best girlfriend and this guy, we we were really drunk and we were out at like a bar in Orlando and we were just like she's probably the only person I would ever have a threesome with because we're just we're just close like that. And we were both attracted to this one guy, and I was like, I'm going to ask him if he, like, wants to be part of I was like, what guy is going to turn down two girls, please? Who? <laughs> um, so we were like, we were like, oh, do you want to, like, come back to my place and whatever? And he's like, are you guys, like, asking me to have a threesome? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's what we're doing right now. And he actually said no. <laughs> he, like, never. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was stupid i don't he was like no i just don't think it's a good idea and it just didn't happen so it's funny because like (laughs) this is probably giving way too much away but we all used to work together (laughs) so it was like when i stopped working at the company and he and then like we were just like yeah let's like all do it and he's like that that'll just ruin my perception of you professionally and i'm like you know what stop but yeah (laughs) that was my one chance I was also really I, I, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I have, uh, I had, I was at a conference in Canada, uh, a blogging conference, and um, I was seeing one blogger uh, while we were there. Uh, we were having fun. She, she was married, but we were having fun. And then uh, another blogger, um, another female blogger, was like talking to me. She and I had had a thing like a, a six months earlier, and she was like, hey, the three of us should go back. And I was like, ooh, I like that idea. And I made the mistake of bringing it up to the first blogger, like, bluntly. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, they want to go back and uh, get in the bed. And she was like, well, why would she think that that's okay? Did you tell her about us? Did you have, did you hook up with her? And then she started getting all upset. And it, took, yeah, yeah, it was a terrible idea. I should have invited, like, said, hey, let's go drink up in the room. And then just slowly, you know, like, worked it into the conversation. But that was just, that was my mistake. 
And so yeah. I didn't actually have a threesome until, yeah, until uh, this past year and a half. And it wasn't even a, I mean, a real threesome. It was kind of naked in the pool with two women. Um, but it was a lot of work because neither of them were interested in each other. So like they weren't making out with each other or doing anything. So it was me doing all the work. And so like, I realized that I'm, I am kind of ambidextrous at least, um, which was good, but like my arms were exhausted by the end. And it was just, it was, it was a lot of effort. I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with just, you know, disappointing one woman at a time. Like, I don't know about trying to disappoint two women at once. Like that's just a (laughs) terrible, terrible idea. Oh yeah. That gets tricky. Can't say I know anything (laughs) about it though, but I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a lot of work. I think you want everybody to be interested in everybody because then then you can like trade off, right? So, um, we had one other one, but I think I'm going to push it off for maybe next time we talk um, okay. because I think it's going to be a longer a longer conversation, and we're already at our uh, at our hour. Um, so, if you if you're listening, of course, thank you for subscribing, and if you would mind giving us a review over on iTunes, that'd be great. We're getting some solid reviews and. We would love to get more. So it should take you less than five minutes just to hit the, you know, five stars and then write a, write a little brief review. And of course, we'd love for you to join the, the group, the Facebook group. Um, of course, you can also find any of us on Twitter and, and Instagram where we post uh, pretty regularly, not as regularly as we should. I feel like we should start using Instagram, Instagram account more. We yeah. have so many screenshots that you and I have sent back and forth <laughs> that we need to start putting up there. Well, you can post them too. <laughs> Go ahead, post all of them. That's true. <laughs> that's that's true. I should I should I just been leaving it up to you to curate all the uh, all the screenshots. But um, and uh, what's the Instagram? It's just dating sign. Dating kind of sucks. Podcast, right? Yes, that's our Instagram, and uh, we'll we'll definitely try to be more active on that. The past week has kind of been a whirlwind for both of us, and uh, now we're getting back on track with yeah. everything, and uh, it's going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll get back on that too. And uh, anything else that you want to say for the night? Ah, I think we're, I think we've covered everything we planned on covering, and then some. So I'm I'm done yeah. for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this has been a good episode. I'm glad my I was really worried my sore throat was going to keep me from uh, being able to talk, but uh, I actually I feel better. Having used my used my voice for the last hour because I, I like I haven't talked at all for the last day, so I'm glad. But uh, well, good. Well, um, then we're going to go ahead and uh, and sign out. Thank you guys for listening, and yeah. we will see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.